Welcome back. I'm Nathaniel Quinn, producing director of Wolverine Reads. Previously on Wolverine Reads. So where'd he take you? On your tour. Ah, uh, church, a few neighborhoods, the cemetery where Blake was buried. To be perfectly honest, at first I thought the guy was a vagrant. Maybe he was. Could explain the lack of interesting landmarks on your tour. No, he knew too much. Quoted Blake on every corner. Kept saying things like, the eternal man liveth in imagination alone. <laughs> he said liveth? <laughs> if I believed in reincarnation, I'd wonder if this guy wasn't Blake come back from another for another round. But radical as he was, even Blake didn't see life as recyclable. Every soul that ever lived still lives in the eternal realm. Let's continue with episode two of Physics for Poets by Kristen Katie Carlson, featuring Emma Maxfield and Ethan Lee Knowles. Blake is hardly the best topic for a feminist dissertation. Although he did once rescue a woman whose husband was dragging her down the street by her hair, which was humanist, I suppose, but to impress Dunroe, I'd have to change my topic entirely and analyze the heck out of an obscure but important feminist treatise to expand the canon. Fuck the canon. Oh, she'd love to, including William Blake. She hates him. Yeah, well, here's to political correctness. Have a cigar. <laughs> Just don't light it, okay? I hate the smell of cigar smoke. Hmm. Did your dad smoke? <sighs> Who are you now, Freud? It just seems like a pretty visceral reaction. <laughs> my boss at the newspaper smokes cigars. Despite my apparent brilliance, I'm not here on a full scholarship. What do you think you're writing? The great American novel? We've got a deadline to beat. I'm getting the words right. It matters. Jesus, everybody wants to be Ernest Hemingway. Just once. I want an employee who can just hit cut and paste. Cut and paste, for cripe's sake. You learn how to in kindergarten. Didn't you go to kindergarten? Do you really smoke those things? <laughs> I want an only vice. <clears throat> Almost. <laughs> How about it? You show me yours, I'll show you mine. No. Proposals. Proposals, Kay. Oh, you handed yours in already. What's the point? The point is peer review. You see mine, and you'll stop worrying if yours is good enough. I'm not a good reviewer. Come on, just show me what we've got. I'll tell you it's wonderful, you can turn it in... And we'll go get a beer. Uh, what, what do you think you're doing? Foraging. I hate to drink on an empty stomach. Get, get out of my desk. <laughs> Too late, I've already seen it. Seen what? Oh, get, get your hands off my stuff. Ah! God, you're paranoid, it's a Twinkie. My Twinkie, my desk, and it's off limits. Shit, I'm not gonna look at your paper if that's what you're afraid of. You really ought to get a padlock if you're going to be so touchy. Just hand it in. You can take yourself off security patrol. Please close my drawer. You actually think I'd steal your intellectual property? 
God, if I'd wanted to, I would have started a long time ago. And I would have been a whole hell of a lot sneakier. I don't know why I defend you. I never asked you to defend me! Great. So let's just go back to pretending like there's a line down the middle of this room. That's how you like it, isn't it? Me on one side and Miss Sumakum Lade on the other. I love how you've reduced me to a list of my accomplishments. And for your information, I hate lines! Neat little rows, boundaries drawn too tight. What would you know about it? You're from the liberal West Coast. Ooh, the L word, the left coast. How do you know I'm not from some little agricultural town? They have those in California, you know. Oh, come on, the smoking, the hang ten attitude. You've got beach boy written all over you. Who's reducing who? Whom. Who's reducing <sighs> whom? Ever hear of conversational grammar? <laughs> Shit, of course not. Not the keeper of the Phi Beta Kappa Key. Enough with the academic labels. Then give me something more. <sighs> Fine. Be an enigma. I think you'd like it that way. Think whatever you want. I want you to prove me wrong. Come on, just tell me one thing I couldn't find on your transcript. Just one. You've got to be more specific. Okay. Where did you grow up? That's it. You want to know where I'm from? I didn't want to waste my question on something I knew you wouldn't answer. Iowa. Iowa? You're a farm girl? No. But I was a detasseler. A what? I detasseled corn. As a summer job. It was a rite of passage and about the only sex ed any of us ever got. Now you got your male corn and your female corn. See, the outer rows are male and the inner rows are female. How come there are so many female rows and only a few rows of males? It only takes a few males to pollinate a whole slew of females. But the most important thing for you to remember is this. The male corn can only pollinate the female corn if the female corn is detasseled. That's your job. You're going to walk up and down these rows, pulling tassels from the females so the pollen can enter and create the hybrid. Oh, um, hey, if the, if the females outnumber the, the males, um, how come we don't remove the, the male tassels and let the females pollinate them? It just don't work that way. Now, sometimes we get a rogue male stock popping up around the females, and that's your other job, to weed out the rogues. Cut them off below the root. But don't, but don't we need their pollen? You, young lady, will never be a crew leader. I would have never guessed Iowa. What's that supposed to mean? Just, he seems so oh, metropolitan. <laughs> and Bri Blake's pretty esoteric. What? People from Iowa can't be esoteric? I'm not trying to insult you. God, you're touchy. I just wonder what got you interested in him. There are some pretty great schools in Iowa, you know. I had this instructor. Tiger, tiger, burning bright. From the Bronx. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What dread hand and what dread eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? Dare. Did you hear that word? Dare. The author dares to ask why God would create a wild animal as fierce and destructive as a tiger. 
The speaker in this poem is one of the most daring in all of English literature. Isn't he also talking about the trepidation that any one of us might feel when endeavoring to create something new? The fear that it might be terrible. Precisely. Yes, however, that is no excuse for not turning in your term papers. So, Blake made it to Iowa. He's not exactly a household name anywhere. But his art and his poetry fragments are everywhere. On book jackets, even fridge magnets. Sacrilege. You're making fun of me. <laughs> I swear, I'm a smartass, but I'm not making fun of you. Okay, then uh, why are you suddenly so interested in my personal and academic life? Suddenly? This is just the first time you've noticed. I like you. No one likes me. Maybe I've got a thing for hard-headed women. Unfortunately for me, you only like artists. If I had a secret passion for origami, maybe you'd go out with me. You've never asked me out. Would you have gone? Uh, <laughs> I rest my case. You have abominable taste in me. Why? Because I don't swoon over you like the rest of the co-eds? You know all those little post-it notes on your desk? Call Mark, call Bob, call Joel. I write those. Mark was a scientist. Yeah, a scientist who designed laser light shows. So? So you didn't fall for his brilliant comprehension of the complexities of particulate movement. How do you know what I fell for? Maybe I like guys with labs. I share this office, Kay. I saw you staring off into space, moving your hand in and out of the shade of light that comes in over your desk. You were in love with the whole notion of the beauty of light. That doesn't make Mark an artist. Okay. What about Joel? I went through this cubist thing for a while, but now, you know, I'm just trying to find a place where color is just free to roam with no boundaries or expectations, you know? Like, I just want to let paint be to explore its essence. Oh, wait, I got it. Kind of like that? <laughs> God, no. That's so restrained. I'll show you. <laughs> I'm not really a painter. Trust me, you're in good hands. Let me paint you. God, you're beautiful. Say you'll do it. Okay, but I've got to be dressed. Um, where where should I sit? No sitting. Come here. <laughs> I I can't. I I can't pose without clothes. You don't understand. No posing. I have to paint your flesh itself. I'm just not ready to... I, I can't sit here in front of you naked. I just can't. <laughs> Shit, of course not. No. I don't want you to sit. Like, just sit there. I want you to be my paintbrush. I want you to be my living medium. Mm -hmm. Like a human printing plate. <laughs> Okay, so I've dated a few artists. I have a theory. You want to hear it? Do I have a choice? You're trying to complete yourself by dating your shadow. Oh, let me guess. You minored in psychology. Reading Young might help you ease some of your hang-ups. I read Young in Psych 101, and I am not hung up. You learned about sex by detasseling corn, and you're not hung up. <sighs> I went to the Garden of Love and saw what I had never seen. 
A chapel was built in the midst where I used to play on the green, and priests with their black gowns were walking their rounds and binding with briars. My joys and desires. I had absolutely no desire to sleep with Joel. Not that it's any of your business. Why am I telling you all of this? To avoid turning in your paper? It's classic approach avoidance syndrome. Your diagnoses are really not helpful. Wait a minute. You're not done, are you? Your, your proposal, it's not finished. I never I just said assumed that. that you were being your usual perfection itself. You're really not finished. Don't sound so gleeful. I'm not, it's just... You wouldn't be talking to me if you weren't off your game. It doesn't do you any good to cover the wall clock if you're just going to look at your watch. Trust me, I'm an expert on procrastination. It's probably Wallace. It's probably Wallace. Pick it up. Uh... Just ask for an extension if you're not ready. It's not the end of the world. Pick up the phone. And say what? Uh, an extended deadline won't kill anyone. So not even Wallace. Why call it a deadline? Doesn't it sound dire? Like something the Poe would invent? You've got notebooks full of research. I know you How do. How do you know what's in my notebook? Well, my first guess was national security huh. secrets. Look, you only need one idea. And you've probably got 50. Just show me what, what you've got. I've got wouldn't make sense to anyone else. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm actually capable of comprehending some pretty complex subjects. Why don't you try me? me? You wouldn't understand. Oh, God, you're arrogant. Uh. Ow! Hang on a sec. I've got a flashlight somewhere. And a band-aid. I used to be a Boy Scout. Uh. Oh, well... Aren't you full of surprises? <laughs> Ow. God, this takes me back. Flashlights and band-aids. <laughs> Ever play Ghost in the Graveyard? No. I lived in a Truth or Dare neighborhood. Oh, I see. Truth or Dare? Yeah, truth, obviously. No one in their right mind picks Dare. <laughs> okay. Who was your first kiss? <sighs> Brad Rutgers. Was he any good? My turn. What's the worst grade you ever got? D minus. High school calculus. I was dating this girl I was crazy for, and I, oh, I got a little distracted. <laughs> a little. <laughs> I bet you never got anything below a B plus, did you? Oh, wait. Don't answer that. It's my turn. And I've got a real question. Why won't you show me what you've written? How do you know I've written anything? You can't answer my question with a question. That's against the rules. Whose rules? You're a sphinx, you know that? What do I have to do here? Answer some riddle? Complete a series of heroic tasks before I have access to your wisdom? What wisdom? That's another question, Kay. Not an answer. I don't have answers. My proposal doesn't even make sense to me yet. Everything about it is upside down and backward. Mozart could speak entire sentences in reverse. It's a sign of intelligence. <laughs> or madness. Will? What draws you in from our bed in the coldest hours of the night? Robert. Oh, your brother has been dead some four years. A minor inconvenience. I converse with him daily. 
And tonight he's shown me how to do away with my tedious need for a publisher. If I reverse the usual process, removing all that is not essential to the design. But you'd have to see black as white and white as black. <laughs> there are those who accuse me of that misperception already. Show me. I, I can use both sides of the copper. Songs of innocence on one side and experience on the other. See how this mixture resists the aquafortis? I'll entrust the recipe to you, if you've no fear of becoming the devil's apprentice. Oh, what devil I see doesn't frighten me at all. Though his hair leaps like flames from his <laughs> head. <laughs> Look how the words and images stand forth. Oh, Kate, you'll be covered. Filthy stuff and hard to scrub off. Do I look like a woman who never got her hands <laughs> dirty? Hold the handle steady. Turn it by mm -hmm. gentle strokes. Ah. Oh. I'm trembling. To see art in the very womb of creation. <laughs> oh. I, uh, I feel like one of Blake's printing plates. And I don't know which side is which anymore. Which means you're probably onto something really exciting. The best work is full of inherent contradictions. Maybe. Read this. It's from Songs of Innocence. Huh. Infant joy, I have no name, but two days old, what shall I call thee? I happy am, joy is my name, sweet joy befall thee. And now, songs of experience. Infant sorrow. <laughs> My mother groaned, my father wept. Into the dangerous world I leapt, helpless, naked, piping loud, like a fiend hidden a cloud. Pretty different visions. Can't both be true? What, that life is beautiful and life sucks? Sure. It's called universal truth. Right, or poetic truth. Logically, it makes no sense. Kind of like my proposal. There's no way to defend it. <sighs> Relax. You're not actually on trial here. Really? Then why call it a defense committee? Did you know Blake was tried for treason? Over a little misunderstanding with a soldier in the King's army. A private. And a drunk. Most abominably, Mr. Blake damned the King of England, his country, and his subjects. <clears throat> <clears throat> he said his soldiers were all bound for slaves and all the poor people in general. Treason was a hanging offense. <laughs> so how do you escape the news? The only way anyone ever does. He had a good lawyer. Your Honor, if I might intercede, my client is a resident of the realm of imagination. Fully aware of his duty to the king, yet constantly distracted by the call of a world from his own creation. Mr. Blake is no more a threat to England than his mother goose. So Blake got off because he seemed harmless and a little wacko? Unfortunately, my committee won't let me off on a plea of insanity. <laughs> they will think I'm nuts if I show them what I've written. <laughs> That's a little melodramatic, don't you think? It could destroy me. My committee may as well be royalty. They've got all the power, and I'm just trying to defend myself. 
to prove I'm smart enough and perseverant enough to join their ranks. You're way too hung up on department approval. And you're not? We all want accolades. Admit it. Even you. Why else would you want me to read your proposal? But mm, the real question is, at what price? Do you actually want my critique? My honest feedback? Because you'll hate it. Ask any of my students. They call me the slasher. <laughs> Why would you want to hand your work over to me? Okay, fine. You really want to know? Your opinion's important to me. <laughs> Pathetic, right? Singing approval from the one person who's least likely to give it. Exactly. So why would you do that to yourself? Why would I? Why hand my work over to a committee for critique? You've done it before. You always get raves. This is different. After the trial and some bad reviews, even Blake was shut down. He almost stopped working altogether. The key word here is almost. He got over it. The guys in the Norton anthology, for God's sake. The critics weren't kind. Any news of my exhibition? Society. Ah, here we are. Arts. Oh, a review of the exhibition of paintings in fresco by William Blake. He left the best part of the title off. To be expected with the journalists, I suppose. Go on. Uh. Uh. On the whole, Mr. Blake's works reveal him to be an unfortunate lunatic whose personal inoffensiveness secures him from his confinement. Hmm? <laughs> Here's a bit to hold on to. Why? I've never heard anyone describe me as inoffensive. Why let your tongue taste the words of your critics? So I might finally know their flavor when I make my critics eat them. <laughs> Wait, there's more. He attacks my catalog as well. <clears throat> the wild ebullitions of a distempered brain. Robert Hunt. What has he ever written other than slanderous words about the work of others? Whatever license we may allow him as a painter, to tolerate him as a poet would be insufferable. Thank you for joining us for Physics for Poets by Kristen Katie Carlson, featuring Emma Maxfield, Ethan Lee Knowles, and directed by Nathaniel Quinn with sound engineering by Kyle Harper, theme music by Emma Maxfield, and featuring the song Secret William performed by Sonia Lindman, with special assistance and thank you to Miranda Gutline as our dialect coach. If you've been enjoying our content, please head over to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash Wolverine Reads and consider becoming a patron. We are passionate about creating and celebrating new theater. Becoming a patron helps us to continue creating and improving our craft. And from all of us at Wolverine Theatrics, thank you for listening, liking, and sharing.